Celebrating 20 years of Planetary Radio with Bill Nye and others this week on, well, you know. This is the premiere of Planetary Radio. Hi, everyone. I'm Matt Kaplan of the Planetary Society and host of Planetary Radio. Part of the Planetary Society's mission is to explore new worlds, and you could say that's what we're doing with this new radio series. Another part of our mission is to share news and advocacy of space exploration with a world full of space enthusiasts. Whether you're hearing us live on KUCI in Orange County, California, live via the KUCI website, or on the Planetary Society's website, planetary.org, we welcome you to this experiment. We also hope you'll be with us every week as we explore the exciting potential of this series. And we think we've got a great beginning plan with today's show. We'll talk with Dr. Lewis Friedman, Executive Director, and one of the founders of the Planetary Society. Later in the half hour, you'll hear Bruce Betts, the Society's Director of Projects, tell us what's up in the sky in his regular segment called Just That, What's Up? Have you heard about the Society's contest that will allow a young person to name NASA's new Mars rovers? Bruce will have that story, too. But first, let's get underway with another of our regular features. I'll be back in just a minute. That's how it began on November 25, 2002. A very special show this week as we mark two decades of Planetary Radio and begin a third. You'll hear Planetary Society Chief Executive Officer Bill Nye, Chief Operating Officer Jennifer Vaughn, and, well, would it really be Planetary Radio without Chief Scientist Bruce Betts and What's Up? We'll forego the usual space headlines in this already long episode. You can always find the latest in our free weekly newsletter, the downlink, it and so much more, are at planetary.org. Bill, Jennifer, a pleasure to have you on this 20th anniversary program for Planetary Radio. It's not the only thing we'll talk about, but I, I'm honored to have you sitting at the microphones here in the Planetary Society studio, ready to uh, talk about, well, I don't know, what else, what else would you like to talk about? <laughs> well, we've been around 42 years and you've been <laughs> broadcasting, podca- making the showing for half of that. That's yeah. really amazing, man. I'm going to jump in and make a slight correction because we're celebrating the 20th anniversary on November 30th. Yeah. And November 30th happens to also be the incorporation date of the Planetary Society. So it's two in one. So it's 43 years for the Planetary say. Society and 20 years for, for Planetary Radio. I was going to bring it up if you didn't. <laughs> so just notice this is what you get by having Jennifer Vaughn as Chief Operating Officer. She has corporate memory. So it was November 30th, 1979. We keep saying 1980. That's yeah. like about the time somebody bought a desk or something. Exactly, because not much work happened in that last month of 79. <laughs> and I went on the payroll 22 years ago, so 21 years into the existence of this organization. And for two years, I was doing other stuff, but I had this dream. <laughs> so while we're talking about making it real, when I just changed the subject back to me. <laughs> uh, when I first took over 11 and a half, some years ago, I went on for a few months, this and that. And I said to Jen Vaughn, 
you know, we should hire Matt full time. <laughs> and she said, yeah, I did that a couple months ago. <laughs> You were part-time, That's everybody. Great. Matt was part-time here at the Planetary Society and part-time at uh, Cal State, California State University Senate. Long, Long Beach. Long Beach. And uh, you were going back and forth, doing both, teaching video production and maybe radio production down yeah, there. We I say ta- down there, south of here. We taught a little bit, but mostly I uh, ran a television studio that had the cable channel and and did the professional production work for the organization? For you the did professional production. Yeah, tried. <laughs> I had good people. I had good people like you. I had yeah. good people, uh, and and uh, it was a lot of fun. I was part time here at the society longer than I have been full time. Still, Lou Friedman tried to get me to go full time very early on. And I kind of What went, were your responsibilities at the beginning? Oh, this and that. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot of... You're working on the website. Yeah. You're writing a lot. I had no idea what I was doing. I was made webmaster the day after I think I arrived on the payroll part-time. <laughs> and I had never... I didn't know any HTML. I didn't know what I was doing because the webmaster had just left. Uh, and she was the one who had, had said, hey, you should hire this guy. And I was just going to write. I was going to do content. And, you know, maybe somewhere in the back of my mind, I was thinking of doing this radio show because, you know, who knew from podcasting back then? And um, I, I, I did. I, I commuted up for a long time. You were here, Janet. And it just what the timing wasn't right. I stayed part time at the society and went back pretty much full time at the university. And they gave me more stuff to do there, you know, community relations. And I had the IT group, which was Kind of a laugh, but I knew how to talk IT even if I couldn't do it. So. That's uh, information technology. Yes, sir. For us old yes, sir. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember. I'm glad this came up about the part-time status because one of the things that we just marvel at today, with you and trying to think about how do we move along with Planetary Radio without you, is that you do it all. You, you, you do are so you much, are a one-person <laughs> band. You do it all, and then to think back and think that you were doing it all on a part-time <laughs> that's amazing. I'm not sure how you're doing it on a full-time uh, position, but wow, uh, you were you were managing Planetary Radio as a part-time person. That is amazing. It's been interesting. It's we'll go been. with that. And of course, it's, it's, it's developed a lot, too. Your role has developed as well. So you've always had the radio show, but you have, you've become the, the voice ambassador for the Planetary Society. So you well, are, are FC. Present company accepted, <laughs> I think, because, yeah, I mean, we were doing an event uh, a couple of weeks ago, and somebody was so excited to see me. And I said, hey, you know Bill Nye is coming. You're excited to see me? <laughs> They're excited to see you, Matt. <laughs> Matt, you've grown this audience of people. They love you. But the other thing that I find striking is you book all the interviews, interviewees, and the people generally want to come back. Mm -hmm. They want to come back on your show because you you do such a good job preparing and, uh, how to say, letting them talk. (laughs) That's that's the part I love the most. It's meeting... And getting to talk to and share conversations with heroes every week. You know, heroes that are famous, that have walked on the moon, heroes that maybe have never been heard of outside of their own university or lab until they come on this show. And that's that's the great joy. I am also thrilled to know who's coming in to take over this microphone. Oh, Sarah's going to be great, everybody. Yeah. You know, we have, was it 400 applicants? Yeah, I think it was about that. Something like that. It was over 300 for sure. That's a lot. Anyway, 
Sarah has the creds. Man, she um, she won fair and square. Yeah, she did. Yeah. <laughs> she and, did. Uh, she's the enthusiasm and the professional expertise, and that the thing you want is this academic experience, being a real astrophysicist, and then science communication coming from the Griffith Observatory. Everybody, if you've seen the movie, what is it? Rebel Without a Cause, they drive the Griffin Observatory, like the real deal in Los Angeles. And, yeah. and we were able to get her to come here. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anybody in the space business that you haven't interviewed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I told uh, Andrean two, three weeks ago at, yeah. at this desk, <laughs> at this virtual desk. I was going to say, she wasn't here. No, right? she wasn't here. All that aside. Um, I, I, my greatest professional regret, well, there are two people, Neil Armstrong, but that's an easy one to understand because he hardly talked to anybody in, in the media business, but uh, Carl. And uh, I'm really sorry that I missed out on talking to Carl. I came close. You know, I was in the same room once in 1976 as Viking 1 landed on Mars. Uh, and I've told this story. It's in my newsletter. Uh that uh, uh, here I was, this scruffy college. Oh, the Viking! Guy. It was seventy-six. Yeah, absolutely, it was yeah. seventy-six. And uh, and there he was across the room, you know, surrounded by network people and major newspaper people, and we were these college punks. We did kind of ask, but it was clear that we just did not measure up, and it would not have been a good use of his time to talk to us. But he loved talking to everybody. When you're in love, yeah. you want to tell the world, as he so often said. So, Matt, he would have talked to you if you had time. <laughs> well, and then Anne said that thing which just blew me away and will be with me the rest of my life, that she she was sure that he'd have been as fond of me as she Oh, is. come on. So. Oh, come on. That's fabulous. <laughs> no, I heard that. That was great. That was great. Um, what does it mean where we are? I'm going back to light sail now and away from me. Where the organization is now, that we were able to achieve this, that the, what it says about this organization, that we made this happen and we're moving on to other things. Well, I, I'm actually going to bring it back to you, too, in that answer, <laughs> which I, I wanted to, to share that uh, kind of emotionally where where I've been sitting for a while with both LightSail and the recognition of this 20-year mark and the shift of uh, handing the baton over to Sarah and seeing you move into different roles. It is this moment of uh, deep pride for the organization and what we've been able to accomplish. And so often you don't know what you're accomplishing in the moment. You only see it when you're looking back sometimes and you recognize in the case of Planetary Radio, how valuable it's been to people around the world, the people that you have touched and inspired and motivated to become more deeply involved with space. It's countless. We have no idea how many people you have touched over this over this period of 20 years. It's astounding to look back on that. And I feel so proud and excited and so sad all at the same time. It really has a bittersweetness to it all. And LightSail does the same thing. LightSail outdid itself. It, did, it, it performed so much better than we ever imagined. It lived, it lived two and a half years longer than ever anticipated. And it's such a beautiful thing that it, it's coming to an end in the right way. And it's so sad all at the same time. And so I've been, I've been very... I've just been contemplating this a lot, I think, recently, and this shift for the organization on multiple fronts. We are starting anew. 
We're starting anew with Planetary Radio. We're starting anew with new projects. We don't yet know how those are going to develop. And we might not know the impact that we're having until we're looking back at it one day saying, wow, that was really good stuff. But with all that in mind and the bittersweet sweet nature of this week, uh, Matt, two things. First of all, none of it would have happened without Bruce Betts. And you have him on the show every week. Every week. And he's... His he is his he is a character every week, and he led the science and technology of both light sales and, and those so cameras, shout out, <laughs> those pictures. Yeah. Shout out to Bruce uh, or gentle voice talk out to Bruce. <laughs> this is natural. That is to say, uh, I will miss holding up my phone, waving it in people's faces. Look at light sale. Here's the map. Here's where it is. The app we have a we had an online app. I mean. Um, a phone app where you could see the map of where Lightsail was at any time. I'm going to miss that badly. But on the other hand, it's a stepping stone. The best I still think is yet ahead. And if you're going to pass the baton to anyone, we picked a good person. Sarah is going to do fine. Yeah, she is. You will never be forgotten. <laughs> but it's part of the gro- growth or change of the organization. As it Jen is. and I have mumbled to each other from time to time. We want the Planetary Society to be thriving next century. Absolutely. So uh, things have to change. Change has to be built in. And it does bring you to this thing, well, what are you going to do next? What's next? And I just tell everybody again, yes, I want to explore planets writ large. Yes. But I thought about that interview that you went with Anne that you did a couple weeks ago, talking about Carl Sagan and his message to Mars, you guys, I want to be alive when oh, life yeah. is found elsewhere. Oh, gosh. Please, let it be so. For it. And if I'm not, I did my best. Yeah. I, and then I want to uh, have the Earth not get hit with an asteroid. That's a really important thing to me. As a science That's a educator. Very good goals. <laughs> uh, well, as a science educator, the the mystery and the story of what happened to the ancient dinosaurs is amazing. It's compelling. There was no explanation for it, My no good explanation, my whole life. Then when I, as I say, in the 1980s, I was a productive member of society, paying taxes and all that stuff. I was in the workforce when it was discovered that it was almost certainly an asteroid that finished them off. And so the only preventable natural disaster and very reasonable to me that solar sails will have a role in finding them. Some of the what stuff are you going to be sticking around? <laughs> a little bit. I'll just, I'm going to camp outside. Uh, the, 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 some of the stuff that Jennifer has very kindly, generously asked me to become involved with is very exciting. Uh, in particular, some of the work that we're going to be doing with our member community, mm-hmm. which uh, people will be hearing more about soon, uh, is, is very exciting. And, you know, planetary defense, there's another planetary defense conference coming up. I know we're going to be involved it's with that. It's every two years, everybody. Yeah. I am very excited about Planetary Academy getting Oh, kids yes, involved. of course. Uh, it's pretty clear we got to engage people before they're about 10. And so that's what we're going to do now, finally. I'm excited. I'm so excited about the future. Yeah. You know, if only we had a leader who has uh, done more than <laughs> any other individual that I can think of to introduse well, young people right. to the, yeah. the Just people. Just well positioned. To get yeah, exactly. up. Yeah. I have seen these materials. My grandson and his new stepsister, they're going to be 
members. They're going to be part of the academy, and I am uh, thrilled to go through all that material with them. It's uh, going to be fun. It's going to be fun, and uh, and we're going to grow, and that's key yeah. to the future. We're going to grow. I, I want to close by thanking the two of you uh, because – of what you have done for this organization and what you have done for Planetary Radio. We hired you full time and look, you, you grew it to the top brilliant. 1% of science podcasts, right? You did that, Matt. With yeah, your it's you. You did that. <laughs> and you did all the editing, taking all the <clears throat> out. It uh, took a lot of your time for years and years, 20 years. You've been the voice of the Planetary Society yeah. so thank in you, a very Matt. personal way. So you've been part of people's lives for 20 years. Well, fortunately, that the voices of the Planetary Society will, will carry on. Uh, you two are among them. You've proven that again just in the last few minutes. Uh, thank you both. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Planetary Society Chief Operating Officer Jennifer Vaughn and the CEO of the Society, Bill Nye. There's more at planetary.org and in this week's podcast, I'll be back with Bruce on the 20th anniversary What's Up in a minute here on Planetary Radio. There's so much going on in the world of space science and exploration, and we're here to share it with you. Hi, I'm Sarah, Digital Community Manager for the Planetary Society. Want more space? We've got the latest news, pretty planetary pictures, and Planetary Society publications on our social media channels. You can find the Planetary Society on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. I hope you'll like and subscribe so you never miss the next exciting update from the world of planetary science. Greetings, Bill Nye here with a message of gratitude. It's been a wonderful year for the Planetary Society, made possible by our donors and members. Thank you so much. We look forward to achieving even more in 2023. I hope all of you will be with us as we strive to know the cosmos and our place within it. Check us out at planetary.org. That's where you can also learn how to become part of this journey. Here's wishing you a joyous holiday season and the happiest of New Year's. We're back with Planetary Radio and Dr. Bruce Betts. Bruce Betts is the Director of Projects for the Planetary Society. We actually had a little trouble deciding, you know, how, how do we introduce this guy? Because he's done a lot of things and continues to do a lot of things. Bruce Betts, welcome to Planetary Radio. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> of course, we, we hope to make this a regular thing because uh, this segment, which is at least tentatively called What's Up, not to say What's Up Doc because, you know, somebody else owns that, but What's Up because one of the things we're hoping you're going to be able to talk about every week is What's Up, What's Up in the Sky. And we're going to talk about What's Up in the Sky in a moment, but I think you've also got a little bit of space history for us. I do indeed. This week we're lucky enough to have a truly unusual uh, space history note. On uh, November 30th, 1954, in the state of Alabama, a 10-pound meteorite slammed through a roof and uh, hit Elizabeth Hodges in the stomach while she slept. She was okay, only bruises and scrapes, but it does represent one of the only times uh, in known history that a meteorite actually hit a person, fortunately for her, after coming through the roof. Time for the 20th anniversary edition of What's Up on Planetary Radio. Uh, and <laughs> I, Bruce, I just played the first time I introduced you for What's Up back there in uh, 2002, November of 2002. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> you'll have to listen in. No, I fooled you before earlier today. I listened to the whole show. Oh, I'll be Because I knew you were going to try to be tricking me. 
There's no fooling him. He's the chief <laughs> scientist of the Planetary Society. What's up? Oh, there's so much up in the sky. I'd love to gush about our anniversary, and I will. But first, Mars. So Mars is uh, is getting closer to Earth, uh, their orbits. And so the closest approach of Mars to Earth this time around is on December 1st. And those of you may know the opposition, the opposite side of the Earth from the Sun for Mars is December 8th. Those indeed can vary and not be the same date by uh, up to two weeks because of the elliptical nature, particularly of Mars's orbit. So anyway, go out and see it. It's uh, almost as bright as Jupiter. It's brighter than the brightest star in the sky because it's at opposition. It'll be rising around sunset in the east and setting around sunrise in the west. It's that really bright reddish thing. And there are all sorts of bright stars in its area, but nothing as bright as Mars. Well, unless you catch it when the moon's nearby. We also have Jupiter and Saturn up in the evening sky and the Geminids meteor shower. But we'll come back and talk about that next week. It peaks December 13th and 14th. All sorts of stuff going on. <sighs> Happy anniversary, Matt. We move on to this week in space history. I will mention the same thing I mentioned in that very first show. 1954, Elizabeth Hodges becomes one of the only people in history known to be hit by a meteorite. <laughs> a a right. several kilo meteorite crashed through her roof, fortunately slowing it down and just caused bruising. But um, yeah, it's like, how'd you get that bruise? Oh, I got hit by a meteorite. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> On to random space fact to Matt. Random space fact to Matt. Random space fact, random space fact, random space fact. Happy anniversary, Matt. <laughs> Here's where I get to, to talk about you. Over its 20-year history, Planetary Radio has had more than 1,000 unique shows. Matt has a thing about not feeding out repeats, so there have been hardly any in the history of the show. It airs on over 100 radio stations last I checked via podcast, has a gazillion people listening. I just checked, has over 1,100 reviews on iTunes with a 4.8 out of 5 average. Hmm. I expect you to improve that over the next few weeks. I'll do my best. Every single show. This is the amazing thing. This just doesn't happen out there in, for normal people. But for our Matt, he produced, edited, hosted every single show. He did everything except for those of us who drop in and blather with him and the talented guests. He did everything. You're, you're, you're awesome, Matt. I'll never say that again. <laughs> Once is oh. enough. Dang, you're recording. Shoot. Let's go on to a terrific 20th anniversary contest. I asked you, what would be an appropriate gift for a planetary ra radio? I thought I'd change the pronunciation now. Planetary radio, 20th anniversary uh, for uh, weddings, 20th anniversaries. It's, uh, it's China, traditionally. What, uh, what, what did we find out? We found out all sorts of great things, Matt. I've read through them myself, and uh, it's, it's one of those cases where it truly is too bad we only can read a few on air because they're cool. That is so true. We got tons of great ones. We apologize. We just don't. It's already a long show. We just don't have time for uh, more than three. I will get us started. This one came from Devin O'Rourke in Colorado. Here goes. I'll do my best. Although it isn't celebrating matrimony, I suppose a good gift could be a mattress or maybe a ticket to the matinee. A good match could be some aromatic 
tomatoes or <laughs> I believe that's tomatoes. <laughs> you say, yeah, never mind. Light yeah, okay. scale schematic. Really, none of this matters. The real gift has been unmatched talent of the ultimate host of Plan Rad. I just wish I could remember his name right now. <laughs> Thank wow. you. Wow. That's very impressive. Yeah, you take the next one. We move on to this one from Mel Powell in California. He suggests a t-shirt that says in big letters, go out there, look up in the night sky and think about, and then in smaller print, every single one of the things I have told people to go out there, look up in the night sky and think about for 20 years. <laughs> but wait, he didn't forget you. And a Planetary Society themed door mat, because you know, mat. You probably have never heard that before. <laughs> you know what's cool about this? I have a doormat that says, hi, I'm Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mel. All right, here's the last of the ones that we'll read, and it happens to come from our poet laureate in Kansas, Dave Fairchild. Back in the decades, 2002, that's back before podcasts were cool, a guy named Matt Kaplan decided to host a session that took us to school. We learned about planets and random space facts with Bruce as his trusty sidekick. So if you are thinking, so if you are thinking appropriate gift, I'd go with engraving a brick. And why? Why have we chosen this for self-serving reasons? You want to explain? Yes. Uh, if you'd like to uh, memorialize someone like Matt or someone you actually like, uh, you could. <laughs> I kind of make up for saying nice things earlier. You can uh, go to uh, somewhere on planetary.org. You can probably put a link in, but go uh, check out how to buy a brick that will be installed with your words on it. And probably at Planetary Society headquarters, either that or Matt's backyard. No, I think we'll stick with headquarters. I got one uh, for my family. Yeah, there are a whole bunch of them out there. Uh, walk all over them. Um, we're going to get... For all three of these guys, we set up a Voyager t-shirt from Chop Shop, chopshopstore.com, where all the Planetary Society merch is. Great place. We're going to give each one of them, all three of these guys, a uh, Voyager mission t-shirt. So uh, congratulations, one and all. Congratulations. Shall we move on to the next contest, Matt? Yeah, let, let's do that. Well, I wouldn't want to leave the 20th anniversary behind quite yet. Planetary Radio is now, I can't believe it, 20 years old. Earth years. How old <laughs> is Planetary Radio in Mercury years? Ooh. In Mercury years. I mean, approximately. You don't have to get the fraction of a year. But uh, like we say, ages on Earth. In Mercury years, go to planetary.org slash radio contest. Get us your entry by... Let's say by December 7, Wednesday, December 7 at 8 a.m. Pacific time and uh, you might just win yourself hey we've only got a few more of these to go at least during my uh, tenure here how about a rubber asteroid a kick asteroid rubber asteroid from the planetary society Ooh! all right everybody go out there look at the night sky and think about 20 years of planetary radio thank you and good night that's what i'm thinking about and 20 years of doing what's up with the chief scientist of the Planetary Society, Dr. Bruce Betts. Bruce Betts with What's Up, what we hope will be a regular feature here on Planetary Radio. We'll end as we began this special 20th anniversary episode with the close of that first show. 
By the way, the woman you'll hear was my then 17-year-old daughter, Laura. Thanks so much for joining me on this 20-year trek across the solar system and beyond. I'll be back next week with astronaut and former head of NASA's Science Mission Directorate, John Grunsfeld. Ad Astra. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, everyone. Planetary Radio is a production of the Planetary Society, which is solely responsible for its content. Our producer is Matt Kaplan. Other contributors include Charlene Anderson, Monica Lopez, and Jennifer Vaughn. The executive producer is Dr. Lewis Friedman. The opinions expressed are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect those of the society or this station. This edition of Planetary Radio is program number 0201 and is copyrighted by the Planetary Society. All rights are reserved. Your questions and comments are always welcome. Write to planetaryradio at planetary.org.